what is up and welcome into the Out of Pocket Podcast. I'm your host, JP Nida, and let's get into the episode. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 7. It's Thursday night. There was no Thursday night football tonight. That's unfortunate, but I understand the NFL's got to rearrange their schedule, do a bunch of different stuff because all these COVID outbreaks and all the league's going to hell in a handbasket, but they're doing their best, and I think we all can appreciate that because for the love of God, please keep sports on. That's all, that's all I can ask for. Anyways, this tonight we're going to get into Le'Veon Bell, coach firings, power rankings, and picks. What more could you ask for in a podcast episode? Let's get right into it. Let's start off hot with the coach movement. Dan Quinn is out, so that makes two. Bill O'Brien in Houston and Dan Quinn in Atlanta. I can't say I'm surprised. I'm I'm not happy that Dan Quinn's gone like I was for Bill O'Brien, but it was time in Atlanta. There was there's nothing he had left that he could have he could change or do differently. So that's okay. I think the best possible coach for Atlanta is someone who is disciplined, who can have control of the locker room, and is super creative. I think the Colts offensive coordinator would be a great fit there. I also think the University of Central Florida, their head coach, I forget what his name is. I doubt he's leaving because they love him there, but he would be a great fit in Atlanta. Moving on, we got Le'Veon leaving the rap studio, leaving New York. Thank God. Thank God. I am very happy that Le'Veon's out. I think this is... None of us are surprised in the sports community that he left New York and he got out. And none of us are surprised that he went to Kansas City because the rich get richer. Big dogs got to eat. I think it's a really good fit. I don't think it was the best fit, but it's a really, really good fit. As for Kansas City, I think this is this is definitely not an upgrade, but a great addition to their offense. Because well, let's give Patrick Mahomes another weapon. You know that. You know what? That's what Patrick Mahomes needs: another B plus A minus level weapon. That you know. That's exactly what I thought. I hope. I hope he has a great year and a career year. And if they win the Super Bowl, I could really see him retiring. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at all. We'll see, though. We'll see. Let's get into some picks. Starting off the early morning games, we got the finally got a win Houston Texans taking on the just beat the daylights out of the fraudulent Bill Tennessee Titans. I don't think this is going to be a competitive game. I think the Titans have mojo. They have swagger. I think that this... I, I don't think they're a playoff contender just because I really don't believe. And I I vehemently do not believe in Ryan Tannehill as a successful playoff quarterback. That That's it. 
that's why I don't think the Titans are in that elite group of teams because their quarterback is not great. He is a game manager at his best, and that's it. And until they change that to someone who can change the game, I think that they're going to be stuck in in playoff contention, not title contention. With that being said, they definitely, definitely catch the dub against the Houston Texans. And I think the passing game has a good week, which sort of contradicts what I just said with their with my lack of faith in Ryan Tannehill as a playoff quarterback, but not as a regular season quarterback. Let me let me put that out there. Ryan Tannehill is a good and capable regular season quarterback, just not a postseason quarterback, and that's okay. I don't think Derrick Henry will have a, his normal massive game. I think he has around 100, 110 yards probably combined from scrimmage, and... Ryan Tannehill probably has 250 passing yards in a low-scoring game, and the Texans don't score a lot because they don't have a lot of weapons. That's just how it is in Houston. Titans by probably three because it's three to three to five because it's low scoring. Up next, the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Eagles in Philly. The Eagles are the single most confusing team in football. They start off 0 2 and 1. And they beat San. They come back and beat San Francisco, and then they play Pittsburgh really tight. What am I supposed to make of that? I still don't think their offensive line is great. And Carson Wentz, he's not looking great. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what the deal is there. Cause is is he hurt? Is he? Is something wrong like upstairs? Like I know mental health is a big thing and like we gotta we gotta pay attention to that. So what is it, Carson? Speak up please, because we all want you to be great. And when you are great, there is a hype train surrounding you. You gotta you got the Wentz wagon, man. We want you to be great. But he's not right now. And that's that's that explains a lot of the Eagles' struggles. I think the Ravens win this game and this is one where the media starts to get back on the Ravens positivity train and hop off the negativity the the beat down that's been going on the Ravens for the past three weeks since they lost Ravens by 10 up next Cincy taking on the Colts Joey B Joey covers didn't cover the spread last week and the Colts were an extreme letdown against the Browns. I was thoroughly disappointed. I cannot believe I cannot believe they got just scored on at will like that. Like that shouldn't happen to the Colts. That shouldn't happen to a Frank Wright coach team. Maybe that's a little bit of maybe I sound like a homer. Whatever. I genuinely thought the Colts were gonna win that game. And I think the Colts are going to win this game because the Bengals suck. I'll get into that in my power rankings because we're doing the full 32 team. You know what's up. But I don't think... I don't think there's no way the Colts lose this game. If the Colts lose this game, then count them out. They are not playoff contenders. They they might slip in and then get their brains beaten in the first round. That's it. And 
side note, Philip Rivers needs to go home. Go home, Philip Rivers. You know what? Let's trade. Here, I got a great idea. The Jets clearly don't want Sam Darnold. That's why they suck, right? That's why we're keeping Adam Gase. That's why we're. That's why they're. They they cut Le'Veon. That's why they're. That's why they're giving Frank Gore a ton of touches. The Jets clearly don't want Sam Darnold, and I know the Colts do. So let's just swap. We'll give you Philip Rivers, or we'll give you. We'll give you any of the quarterbacks. We'll give you Easton. We'll give you Brissett, or Philip Rivers if you really want him, and we'll take Sam Darnold. And you know what? We'll, we'll even give you a first round pick for him. But you probably you probably would ask for a second because you're the Jets. So let's let's make it happen. New York, New York and Indy, let's work it out. Let's see Sam Darnold go to the Colts, because I think that would be an absolute match made in heaven. And I also think Colin Cowherd might wet himself. That might be his favorite thing that ever happened. Colts win this game by probably 14. That defense, that on a real note, that defense tackles it well in space. Hopefully, Phillip Rivers, we don't have to spot the Bengals three touch three picks because that defense isn't good. He should be able to play at a competent level against this porous Bengals defense. Up next, we got the Washington football team taking on the New York Giants. This, ah, I feel bad. I feel bad. This is the epitome of suck in the NFC East. I'm not even going to spend that much time on it. I think Giants win. It'll probably be closer. Hell, it may even be close enough to make it on NFL Red Zone a couple times. Giants, I guess, because I heard Kyle Allen might be starting, and he's trash. Alex Smith played terrible. He's like, yeah, the the football, the Washington football team said, yeah, Alex Smith, you just practiced last week for the first time. Sick, get out there. Let's let's see some reps. Just go 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 get lit up. Go get lit up by Aaron Donald. Legs should be fine. Giants probably in a close one, I guess. I have no idea. Hopefully, yeah. No. Okay. Giants in a close one. An ugly close one. Up next, another toilet bowl matchup. The Jets in Miami. There should be fans at this game. I guess that's interesting. The Florida governor is allowing maximum capacity at sporting events. That's pretty sick. I think this one shouldn't be close. The Dolphins should railroad them, but I have learned I have learned that Ryan Fitzpatrick is so inconsistent coming off of a big win like that against the Niners that I don't think I think there's a big possibility that the Jets could get their first win this week and it won't be close if they do. If the Jets win this week, it'll be by a lot. And everyone will be like, oh, the Jets were right for getting rid of Le'Veon, blah, 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 blah. No, it's just that Ryan Fitzpatrick has, the Ryan Fitzpatrick train has come to a stop. It's time for Tua, and yeah, so maybe the Dolphins lose, and they start they start Tua in the second half. Both of these possibilities are equally likely. 
However, I think that the Dolphins probably win this game because the Jets are just that abominable. This, the LA Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what's wrong with the Niners. First of all, I am 0-3 with picking and just involving the Niners. That, that makes absolutely no sense. Second of all, why did they lose that Miami team? That was over in five minutes. Where, where did that go? What, what happened there? Please, please remind me. Where was the defense? Where's the depth? Where was the running game? And most importantly, where was Jimmy Garoppolo? Because that was just a male porn star at quarterback. I hate to break it to you, America. That wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Rams kicked the life out of the Washington football team last week. 11 sacks. That's 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 insane. I'm I think the the Rams should win this game. However, this game is always really competitive. It's like it's like Cowboys Giants and Cardinals Seahawks. Rams Niners always competitive. I think the Rams win this one in a close game by three to seven points. It's a wide range, but I think it's I think it's like that. Up next, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Zero and five and one and four. Oh, we got three stinker games right in a row. Oh, and the three three stinker games surrounding one good game. This game. This is the chance, this is the Falcons' last chance to bounce back and salvage the season to not be an abject disaster, more than it already has been. And this is also the Vikings, this is a big week for the Vikings. I don't think there is a reasonable person who expects, if the Vikings lose this week, that they can still contend for the playoffs. So they need a win this week very badly. And I think I think they do. I think the Vikings win. I think Kirk Cousins goes off. Alex Madison runs all over this defense. And the Falcons prove to America over and over again that they are terrible. Terrible. That's all. The Cleveland Browns taking on... The Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you, Cleveland, for proving me absolutely wrong last week. That was wonderful. I think the Steelers probably win this game. They're really good. I think the Steelers are legit. I think they're they're in that Super Bowl bubble. There's they're in that contention bracket. So I think if the Steelers are who I think they are, I think they win this game by double digits. The Detroit Lions taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, these are some brutal games this week. Detroit should should win this game. But I think it's an upset alert game because I think the Jags Gardner Minshew's due for another for another shocker or a wake up America game. So Lions should win in a close one. 
but I could see Gardner Minshew popping off and carrying his team to a win. Packers at Buccaneers. This is America's game of the week. It's the best game on the slate. Man, this is this is perfect. I think this is Tom's... Tom has got to prove himself in this game. He has no other option. If he doesn't have to win the game because the Packers are above and beyond better than this team. Which I was totally wrong about. I thought they were a step back team this year, but the Packers are far and away better. The Patriots, no, sorry, not Patriots. <laughs> the Buccaneers need to prove themselves this week. Tom Brady needs to hit his receivers in stride. He needs to get the ground game going and pick a lead back. Because this, this committee thing, it's a bunch of baloney and it's not working. Listen, any any fantasy football owner will be the first to tell you that. Or any Tampa Bay, anyone who's watched the Buccaneers will tell you that their running game has been significantly off. I think the Packers are going to win though. I don't think Tom proves themselves. I think they they prove who they are. They are a playoff team who could get one, who could get a win in the playoffs if they have the right match. But I don't think they do. And the Packers are the worst matchup for this team. They are they have a strong defense all over. They've got a really explosive offense at times, and other times it can get kind of flat. Other times when Aaron Rodgers seems bored, the offense gets flat. But when he when Aaron Rodgers is interested, this offense cooks on hot grease. I I think the Packers are among the NFL's elite, and I think they just steamroll. Not steamroll, but I think they, they give the Bucks a handy spanking this weekend. Yeah, Packers probably by 10, 12 points. Maybe less. I'm not entirely sure. This is a hard game to bet because I could see the Bucks keeping it, scoring a garbage time and like making it competitive at the end. But I don't think they make it. They make it more competitive. I don't think they make it close enough to where that people actually think they're gonna win. You know what I'm saying? Packers. Packers are gonna win, and convincingly. Up next, we got the Patriots, hosting the Denver Broncos. This is the second week in a row that this has been on my pick slate. <laughs> so I kind of get the chance to redo the pick, which is kind of fun. I I still think the Patriots roll this team. Despite Drew Locke coming back, I think that makes it a little more interesting. And at least, at least watchable. Because if Drew Locke and Cam Newton weren't in this game, this would be in the Toilet Bowl games. And it would make this week absolutely miserable thank god they're both playing and we'll actually get a somewhat interesting game with two actually viable quarterbacks crazy how that works 
Patriots should steamroll this Broncos team. Their defense is not good. Not, not, not good. They give up a ton of points, and the offense just has absolutely no answer for anything. Patriots in a, in a route. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills. It's it's revenge time for Kansas City. Turn on turn on the afterburners and kiss this game goodbye. I don't even want to hear it. This is evil genius on steroids. I I don't even I'm kind of scared for the Bills safety at this point. Because this is going to get out of hand. Chiefs are going to win, and they're going to do it very handily. And they're going to remind everyone who is, who is the, who, who owns the AFC? Who owns the NFL? Until, until the Packers, Seahawks, or Steelers have something to say about it. The last game on Monday night is the Cardinals taking on the Cowboys in Jerry's world with Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, at quarterback. I think the Cowboys are on upset alert this week. I I can't stop picking the Cardinals to win. There's just something inside me that likes them. I like Kyler Murray. I like their offense. Their run game's all right. Their defense is bad. It's very bad. And I think the Cowboys are on upset alert. I don't trust Andy Dalton as far as I can throw, which probably isn't very far considering he's a grown man. So, I'd I'd bet the Cardinals to upset the Cowboys in a close game. Probably on a game-winning touchdown. That's all for the picks this week. Let's get into some power rankings. All right, all right, all right. We got a full 32-team power ranking this week. I am excited. Let's kick off the music now. And I'd like to start off by classifying these teams. I'm going to put them all into tiers. First off, we have the bottom, I don't know, quarter of the league, which is the undesirables, the unwatchables, the rejects, the the just everything bad in the NFL is in this section. I'll I'll get to the next section. At 32, the Jets. No explanation necessary. I guess I should explain why I kept them below the Giants, which is they just cut their second best player. That's all. Number 31, the Giants. Good job, New York Sports. Good job. I don't know why I picked them to beat the Niners two weeks ago. I guess I was feeling ballsy. This they're, this team is not good. I And they're not fun to watch either. There's nothing fun about the New York Giants. They're, they have no explosive players. Danny Dimes is going to get, is, is not, is not great. You can walk Danny Nichols now. And they're just barely worse than some of the other teams on this list. Don't want to talk about them much. Coming in at number 30, the Atlanta Falcons. 
still very, very much suck. The Atlanta Falcons suck very much. Coming in at number 29, the Cincinnati Bengals. No, wait, hold on. The Falcons, are you kidding me? They have so much talent on that team. Why do they suck? They could move up, and I could see them getting out of this this bottom, lower vomit tier of the NFL. That's what I call it, the vomit tier. But I don't see them getting much higher than that, and I don't understand why they suck. We just need to watch some more. Getting back to the Bengals at 29, there is some hope for the Bengals, just not this year. <laughs> Joe Burrow is the dude, and if they give up on him, or if, if, they, if the media turns on him after a few losses, I will be irate. He's the, he's the only thing that Cincinnati has to a franchise quarterback. And they, if, they, if they screw this up, they don't deserve another one. They, he has no help on offensive line. I'm on the offensive line. I'm terrified for his life. He got he gets sacked seven times a game. That's Andrew Luck esque. Just saying, generational talents don't stick around if they're getting their head bashed into the turf every five plays. Number twenty-eight, the Denver Broncos. I was so high on the Broncos to start this year, and by <laughs> by every means necessary, that they have become significantly worse. I Drew Locke got hurt, Von Miller got hurt, and the offensive line is a big issue. See a common theme with these bottom teams? I'm starting to see it. Number 27, the Miami Dolphins. The only team in this group with more than one win. I... Ugh. We need Tua. It's time for Tua. Please. Please, it's time for Tua. Ryan Fitzpatrick has run his cycle. Let's see. Let's see Tua. And the last team in the vomit tier, the Washington football team. I have them just above Miami because I think that they gave up on Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is good because he's not. But he's better than Kyle Allen and he's sure as hell better than disabled Alex Smith. Let's just put that let's just put that out there. Go back to Dwayne Haskins, please. The next tier I'm not, these are the in-betweeners, the underachievers, and the Lions. <laughs> so, at number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew Mania has come to a screeching halt. And this team is closer to what we thought they were. I thought they were the worst team in football coming into this season, and that's closer to what they look like right now. Number 24, the Minnesota Vikings. Underachievers with a capital U. I understand Mike Zimmer's choice 
to try and go for it. But I just think you take you take the points and you go make Russell Wilson score and then make him get the two. Make him get make him earn everything. And if you mess up on that fourth down, you just hand him the ball back where he wants it. And that's that's what happened. He he came back, he won the game with ease. That's what Russ does. Number 23, the Houston Texans, who have made a significant jump since last week, but you guys didn't know that. This team is getting closer to where I think their ceiling is until they surround Deshaun Watson with more talent. But they are, they do they did look better last week, and I'm glad they got their first win without the wreck, wretched Bill O'Brien. Number 22, the Philadelphia Eagles, another capital U underachievers. Grr. I I don't get the Eagles. They should be much better. Carson Wentz, like I said earlier, is playing bad. Very, very bad. They're a very frustrating team. Let's put it that way. Coming in at number 20, the Detroit Lions. And they are only marginally better than the Eagles just because I like their off- the consistency of their offense slightly better than Phillies. This next tier is it's the it's the kind that we we've got a chance tier so you're saying there's a chance and this is the largest tier by amount of teams and they can all they're all capable of winning on any sunday upsetting any of the elite teams if they play well Number 19, the San Diego Chargers. They almost beat the Saints, who are not elite. But the Saints are good. And Justin Herbert is also... He's another rookie I was right about. He's got the stuff. Number 18, the Dallas Cowboys. Sands, Dak Prescott. That was brutal. I, I have now seen Paul George get injured in the FIBA game. I've seen Gordon Hayward break his ankle. I have seen Alex Smith fracture his his tibia and his fibia and his femur in that in that game. The Joe Theismann injury. I saw I saw the Alex Smith edition of the Joe Theismann injury. And now I saw the Dak Prescott injury. And I saw Kevin Durant all live and Dax was not the worst but it was it definitely made me go ew I think this team is going to be a little lost without its leader this week and that's why I have them on upset alert They're just not as good as everyone thinks they are and this is the top of the NFC East so congrats Number 17, the Arizona Cardinals. I only have them ahead of them because I picked the Cowboys, them over the Cowboys this week. We'll see. To be, to be continued next week. Number 16, the San Francisco 49ers. I need to see better from the Niners. They dropped from 11 to 16. I need to see better. I need to see the run game back to where it was last year. 
and I need to see Jimmy Garoppolo actually show up to the field. For the love of God, that was that was disgusting. Number 15, the New Orleans Saints, who are only marginally better than the Niners. And I trust Drew I trust Hobble Drew Brees more than where whatever ghost of Jimmy Garoppolo was put on was was forced to play this week. The Saints will go as Alvin Kamara will go. Number 14, the Indianapolis Colts, who took quite the tumble after a disappointing loss to a Cleveland team who they should not have lost to. It's it's time for Phil Rivers. I still I didn't understand the contract when they signed him, and he gave me a little bit of false hope at the beginning of the season. And I feel, I feel bamboozled. I feel cheated. It's it, yeah. No, the whole, the whole nine yards. It's time for Philip Rivers. Let's get Sam Darnold to Indy. Let's get that trending, guys. Number thirteen, the Chicago Bears. They handled, they handled Tampa Bay pretty well. That was pretty nice to see. I have the Buccaneers ahead of them, but. Only because I have, I think the Buccaneers are a more complete team. That Bears Philly piece, that's coming though. Just you guys wait. That Chicago Bear 2020 Bears and the 2017 slash 18 Philadelphia Eagles article, that's coming. Check that out when that comes out. That'll be really interesting. Number 12, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom is good. Ish. Now I'm playing. I'm playing. Tom's old. And I said it on the Instagram and I'll say it again. He is capable of beating a bad team, but if he has any, any fear of getting touched in the pocket, he will crumple and fold like a cheap lawn chair. And I think that this team, I, I really think that if you put Jameis Winston with all of these weapons and all and, and this reinvigorated defense, I think that Jameis Winston would be doing as good as Tom Brady is doing. Just saying. Number 11, and the last of this middle tier, the Cleveland Browns, who I still don't think are contenders. In the second, the, the next tier, I, it's tier two. It's the it's the frisky teams. It's the could possibly could could make it to the conference title game team, but not quite Super Bowl level teams. So this is ten through five. Number ten, the Buffalo Bills, who are frauds. I was right, I was right, I was right. Derrick Henry made the Buffalo Bills his child. Period. Number nine, the New England Patriots, who I refuse to put below the Buffalo Bills until the Bills beat them. 
Number eight, the Las Vegas Raiders. Good job. Good job beating the Chiefs. I was expecting it, kind of. I, it, If you go back to last week's picks, I picked the Chiefs to win because they've always won. But I couldn't... I, I, I'm telling you, this Raiders team, I've been saying it since the beginning, they are a frisky playoff team. I've been saying it since week two. Number seven, the Tennessee Titans, who absolutely mollywhopped the Bills, and it was a pleasure to watch. I don't believe in the Titans, but I believe in them slightly more than the Bills and the Patriots, and I have them ranked just ahead of, of the Raiders, just because they're they're undefeated. Number six, the LA Rams. Very, very complete team. And I think this year and next year are their best chances to get back to the Super Bowl. I think I need to see a little more from Jared Goff and a little more consistency in the run game to rank them in the Super Bowl tier. But they're getting there. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are just a, a step below this year. I'm not quite sure what it is. I'll let you know next week. But they're just not quite with the NFL's elite this year. And this next tier, this is the cream of the crop. Who you want to be. And... These four teams, they get moved around a little bit, but these are the these are the teams to beat in the NFL. Number four, the Seattle Seahawks. Call me crazy. I just don't think in a in a game with another elite team that they can hold their own entirely for the whole game. I think in a in a pinch, in a in a, on a drive, I think their defense can get a stop. And their offense can score whenever. Russell Wilson is that dude. But I don't believe in them to hold their own against any of these other three teams for a whole game. Number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are legit, and they do it. Their production comes from anywhere and everywhere. I told you all about Chase Claypool in week four. Just saying. Just saying. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. This is this is, might be the most completely complete team in football. The defense is well coached. I I love their linebackers. Their secondary is good enough to compete and win win games. And Aaron Rodgers the, and the offense are cooking. Even without Devontae Adams. They, they haven't played with Devontae Adams since week one. Which I think is absolutely fascinating. And it speaks to how good this team actually is. Number one, Kansas City. The addition of Le'Veon outweighs the loss to the Raiders which I think doesn't change my opinion of them at all. They're still the best. Like, that's... Let me... 
I don't think in the playoffs, when it really counts, that anyone can stop these teams. Right now. Right now, I don't think that. And those are my power rankings. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 7 of the Out of Pocket Podcast. Be sure to check out the Instagram and possibly the new YouTube channel coming soon. But check the Instagram for daily posts and awesome content. And keep keep promoting the podcast, guys. I really, I really, really, really appreciate the support and the love I've gotten from all you guys. So thank you and peace out.